What the Flux is brought to you by Flux at Work. Look after the financial well-being of your employees. This is What the Flux. I'm Justin. And I'm Anastasia. And it's Thursday the 14th of April. Stage, great to have you in the hot seat once again. Always a lot of fun. So get this one. TikTok's ad revenue is set to triple this year to more than 11 billion US dollars. And that is more than the combined ad sales from arch rivals Twitter and Snap. Wild. That is wild, Jazz. Now get this. It's getting tougher to find good staff. So new stats show that 40% of people that switch jobs in the last 12 months are once again looking for another job. The great resigners are still part of the great resignation. Very interesting stage. We have three very stable stories today. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, RM Williams' parent company has just invested in a plant-based textile developer and this may be a sign it's planning to make the iconic boot vegan. This could ruffle some feathers with the RM <laughs> Williams old-timers, Jazz. What is the story? Okay, so RM Williams is the South Australian brand behind the iconic Aussie boot worn by farmers and PwC consultants. <laughs> now, RM Williams has really boomeranged. It was sold to luxury brand LVMH in 2013. But Andrew Twiggy Forest's investment company, Tatarang, brought it back to Aussie shores in late 2020. And now, Tatarang has just invested nearly $27 million into a plant-based textile developer. The company is called Natural Fibre Welding, mm-hmm. and they use plant-based materials for sporty shoes. And plants and mineral materials for leather-like shoes. This seems like an interesting investment by itself, but also makes me think RMs could be vegan. Ooh, so what is the key learning here? While the plant-based meat industry is taking off, plant-based substitutes in other industries are also growing. These so-called next-gen materials are taking the fashion industry by storm. Mm, And why is that, Juz? 57% of consumers have made significant changes to their lifestyle to lessen their environmental impact over the last two years. And that's according to McKinsey. And they're more focused on reducing animal cruelty too. So much so that premium watchmakers like Cartier has started to offer faux leather straps on their famous watches. And Hermes made a prototype of one of its popular bags from Ooh. fungal roots. And R. Williams could just be the next big brand to join <laughs> the trend. Wait. For our second story, Warner Media and Discovery have just completed their 43 billion US dollar merger and they've come up with a crazy new name, Warner Bros. Discovery. How did they ever <laughs> come up with that, Jazz? <laughs> Tell me more. Okay, so Warner Media, aka Warner Bros, is the 99-year-old Hollywood movie studio behind Harry Potter, Batman, and of course, the Looney Tunes. Cannot forget the Looney Tunes. It was bought by a US telco called AT&T back in 2018, Mm -hmm. which saw a whole lot of cost cuts and not a lot of Hollywood glitz and glam. But now it's found its new home with Discovery. You know, like the Discovery Channel. Gotta love those wildlife safari shows, Mm -hmm. Jazz. As we said, the two companies merge in a 43 billion US dollar deal to create Warner Brothers Discovery. And combined, they'll have a very creative bank of IP at the very least. (laughs) I mean, Shark Week and Harry Potter in the same place. So what is the key learning? Ownership of intellectual property is one of the most important factors in an entertainment company's success. In a highly competitive space, having recognisable and loved brands can be key. It helps attract new customers. And it helps gain market share. Think about it. Harry Potter fans, they want to watch Harry Potter. DC fans, they want to watch DC. (laughs) And Shark fans, well, they want to watch Shark Week. (laughs) 
And having the IP rights to this broad range of content means it can't be found elsewhere. Exactly. Warner and Discovery will have around 60,000 trademarks together. So while on their own, these two companies may not have had the ability to compete with the likes of Disney and Netflix. Together, they come pretty close. For our third and final story, Juz, ASOS, the fast fashion retailer, saw its first half profits down a whopping 87%, and it ain't looking good for the second half either. Major red flag alert stage, what is the story? (laughs) Bit of background, ASOS is the UK online fashion retailer that launched back in 2000. Its name is actually an acronym for the words, as seen on screen. Interesting, but things haven't been looking too good for this crew lately. Mm -hmm. The company's first half profits were down a huge 87%. And why is that, Stage? Well, the pesky supply chain is at it again. (laughs) And just when ASOS thought boosting its stock levels would help for the second half, inflation is here to crash the party. Yep, ASOS says it can't really update its forecasting without knowing the full impact of inflationary pressures. And while it could raise its prices to help it recoup some costs, it wants to make sure it's still providing its customers with a very attractive value proposition. So what's the key learning? A company's value proposition tells a customer the number one reason why a product or service is best suited for them. So it's kind of like a marketing tool? Yeah, pretty much. And you can find it on most businesses' websites. Maya's value proposition is about putting customers first. Telstra's value proposition is about giving purpose to technology. And ASOS's is about providing low-cost, fashionable items in an accessible way. So instead of hiking costs, ASOS is absorbing some of the inflationary pressures to stick to its values. Mm -hmm. Stage, I must say you have done an amazing job with the redesign of the Flux Daily newsletter. It is looking great. Flux fam, if you haven't checked it out yet, just head over to flux.finance slash newsletter. It's under three minutes every single day and you'll be smarter than your boss. Stage, great to have you on the pod again. We're taking a little break for Easter, but Stage, we'll see you on Tuesday. Can't wait to see you back here. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on Tuesday. For our third and final story, Juz. Did I say third? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try again. For our third and final story, Judge, ASOS, the fast fashion judge. retailer. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, can't get these five lines right. Justin, can you believe that 60% of employees say that finances are their number one source of stress? On top of that, a financially stressed employee is 2.2 times more likely to leave a company. Scary stuff, Justin. Luckily, here at Flux, financial well-being is our bread and butter, so we've created a new product to solve this problem. It's called Flux at Work, and it helps employees reduce financial stress and improve financial well-being. So if you want to learn more, head to flux.finance work, and Brett will be in touch. Mm-hmm.